Bill Sidney and Carmen together today and tomorrow. We're going to go to four. Then we'll take you to the Liberty Bowl, Texas Bowl after that tonight. So you got a couple of bowl games. Says the season. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be on 10 until 1. I do want to talk about Luca as we go on um, tonight. Giannis in town. Uh, Giannis and the Bucks in town against the Bulls. We talked a lot about the Bulls yesterday. We basically ranted. Sylvie certainly did. I'm a little bit more like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I li- listen, I love the Bulls. I love it when they're good. I love the NBA. I think people know that. I, but this team right now is just sort of backed. Last year was fun. I got to admit, they, you know, uh, the first four months of the season, it was a fun ride. Uh, it beats picking seventh, you know, but. I don't know. Where the hell are they going? The way they're currently constructed. I think most not people, very promising. I think most Chicago sports fans are with you. I, you're like, just uh, in that group that well, well, is it's so much a part of your youth and your childhood. You're so connected to them. Like right. you can't just simply brush it off right now. You're well, you know. yeah, and, and and there are there are I think more people like me too. Of course there are, but but it's not like the Bears, obviously. But yeah. but just from all the years, from the Derrick Rose years, from the the nineties, where guys who were in their teens or who were ten then grew up mm-hmm. or people who grew up with the Derrick Rose Bulls who are older now grew up with a more love of the Bulls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like back in the day when people were rooting for the Bulls in the 90s who were in their 30s, people always said that well, there were no Bulls fans, they right. were just Jordan fans. Right. Because there weren't there weren't a real there wasn't a big foundation. There were the Dick Mata Bulls and that was it. Right. 75. Uh, right. <laughs> and and then and then you get the six championship yeah. years under the belt. And then you follow that up with a Derrick Rose from Chicago. And now I really believe that there is a a, a, a bigger fan base yeah. of the Bulls who follow them with blogs and yes. on Twitter and, and everything like that. But still, I think for the most part, I still get some responses like, no one watches the NBA, Sylvie. That's, that's nonsense. Well, that is nonsense, too. <laughs> because the NBA is... So, I think the NBA ratings actually went up. On Christmas, on Christmas, even though it went up against the NBA, uh, uh, the NFL. NFL. I mean, it's nonsense to say that nobody watches the NBA. Uh, nothing's as popular as football. You can't compare anything in this country to football, but that's silliness. And the NBA is good. And last night was another perfect example. All right, here's uh, from Monday night. This is post Monday night football. Do you want? Do you want me to give him, give a little context okay. here? Because Buck always goes on with Van Pelt after right. the game. So, do you want my reaction first mm. or after? So, to not cloud after. your judgment. Yeah, don't cloud my judgment because I'm pretty opinionated on this. So, how did I miss this? So there okay. was like awful announcing, and maybe another website wrote this up. Okay, saying and if you like, just a few weeks ago, I think it was Merck's talking on the phone because I think it was Merck. Who said to me in the pre-show fist fight that wasn't it you who said in the pre-show fist fight that you could kind of see that Joe Buck likes going on with Van Pelt yes. afterwards? Yes. Okay, yes. so uh, using that as the backdrop, if you've watched Monday Night Football, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman go on with Van Pelt yeah. after every Monday Night game, right? And they always have a playful exchange. Then I read a couple of nights ago, because I didn't watch a down of the Monday night game. Right. I, I'm cold stout. <laughs> and, and I was watching the Bulls game, and then I was just like, Nick Falls, don't need it. No, no. Everything no. like that. Nobody so, needs it. No. Except his girlfriend. But. 
Or is wife? he married? Yeah, he's, he's married. married. His with wife. Kids. Sorry, married sorry. with like kids. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. You know what I'm talking about. Stop it. And, I know what you're talking about. And so, so uh, I read the article, and the article framed it like, "Ooh, Joe Buck and uh, Joe Buck and uh, SVP. SVP got very contentious." Yeah. And I'm like, really? They got it, it got contentious. So you didn't see it, it live, no. Okay. So then I I clicked on the article. They okay. got me to click. Yeah, they got and you I'm to like, click. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, boy, Merck was just telling me a few weeks ago <laughs> that Joe Buck loves going on with SVP. What is Merck? So what is what is this video? So I click on the video, and this is what I hear. All and right. then I'll give you my feedback, and you tell me what your feedback is. We'll compare notes. All right, here we go. That's it. I get one question. That's all. Yeah, you know, I just I, I decided tonight, Joe, that I wanted to talk to, to Troy more than you. I know, but I have to awkwardly stand here while he answers right, questions. You want, to, you want me to block yeah. him out here? Ask me another yeah. one. Come well, on. Yeah, but we'll it was warmer the- tonight. <laughs> it was warmer tonight, wasn't it? Huh? Warmer? It sure was. Yep, inside. In, inside. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. That there was you my go. second question. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas, Joe? It was warmer Joe? inside. Was it a nice Christmas? I had a good Christmas. Yeah, little boys had a nice Christmas. Christmas, I appreciate it. One got a drum set, one got a guitar. That's why I'm happy I'm in Indianapolis tonight. Uh, yeah, but you, you got that you got that private jet money, buddy. You'll get home by by you'll be home by eleven. Eleven local. Yeah, but don't don't tell Michelle that. I'm gonna milk this for another <laughs> yeah, couple right, of days. That's right. Exactly right. This yeah. is really getting awkward. And I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna segue out of it. Boys, happy new year. It's your show. It's your show. Yeah, it's thought it you is. wanted ratings. <laughs> That's the line I thought was kind of like... Yeah, I think it's that yeah. last little bit yeah. at the oh, end. that last, last line. line. I think it's mostly playful and ball-busting, but I think Joe Buck, uh, and listen, rightfully so, he's Joe Buck. Uh, he's got a little bit of an ego and was probably somewhat perturbed that he only got one question in and then decided to take like a little parting shot on the way out. But I don't think they hate each other or dislike each other or that it's a problem going forward. Do you? I thought there was nothing to see there, and okay. I thought it was two guys... Who are on top of their game, just trying to goof around and one up each other and bust balls a little, bust total yeah. busting balls. Yeah, that's like, kind of what I, I, mean. I don't think the ratings jab was really like verbatim. I think it was just him again. Yeah, he, think- he threw out the 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 private jet money. He said, "I thought you want rate." Like I, it's a line that Yurko uses to to, to around yeah, here yeah. to bust balls. I, I don't with people. I, you know, I mean, like. Seriously. I don't think Joe Buck cares how many questions he gets from Scott Van Pelt in the postgame. Don't think he cares one second about it. He might a little, but. I don't think he cares. I think he was leaning into it, playing into it. And I think SVP super sarcastic and Joe Buck super sarcastic. And they they like being, and they're all making lots of stupid money. Stupid money. And they're enjoying each other's time, and they're goofing around. If I was, if I was afraid, am I like? No, I think no, I think you're right. I think you're right. That last line I thought was just really about ratings. Like, I think Scott Van Pelt is perfectly fine. Yeah, I think his ratings are great. Do you think Scott Van Pelt is going combing through numbers and nights over his ratings? I, I, I don't think he is. I think Van Pelt, and I love that show. It's great. Bad, bad Beats is fantastic. It's the best. Um, by the way, Brett loves pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo when he, when yeah. he says that at yeah. the end of a game when he, he can't get over that one. But I, if I wasn't too nervous to text Joe Buck right now and ask him. Oh, if what are you nervous because for? Because he, sometimes he can be surly a little bit with me. I so know, I but remember, you go way back he's with him. Self, he is super self-deprecating. Like, 
That's why I don't un- ever understand why people don't like Joe Buck, because I feel the first person who rips Joe Buck is Joe Buck. The uh, Yurko's stance is that, and I think it's silly, uh, but he, he's, he'll never like Joe Buck because of the Randy Moss thing. And I'm like, that was like 20 years he, ago, dude. It, it mean, was a stupid thing. And, and he, he's admitted that. And he's goofed on himself for that. So you can't get over it? And Yurko's like, no, you know him. Nope, can't get over it. Okay. I don't mind Joe. I think he's very good. I think that's, I mean, out of the primetime booths, that's by far the best primetime booth in football, isn't it? That's what? That's by far the best primetime booth in football. Yes. I, I, by, by far. By far? Tari- by far. Tarico and Collinsworth, I, I think, is really, really good. I think I like Tarico. I think I think and I think Black was the first one on this, and he's he was super right, and I sort of didn't understand it right away, but the the more I've been turned on to it, that Tony Romo stinks. Uh, I think yeah, Tony. No I think Tony Romo, that he fooled everyone for yeah. the first year for one year. Yeah, he's no and good. Black was on that from the start. Yeah, yeah, he was. He's no good. Uh, Tariko, I think is good. Collinsworth, I don't, uh, I don't know. You get uh, more gets on my nerves than anything. I think uh, Michaels and Herb Street don't have much chemistry, and maybe that's okay because they just started. They've done thirteen game, fourteen games together, whatever it is, fifteen games together. But I don't think there's much there. I love Al Michaels. Al Michaels, to me, uh, and people disagree with me all the time, I still think he's got his fastball. I hear yeah, quite often that he doesn't. Fine. It's fine. But I think he's still very, very good. But I don't think, I don't even think it's been good Al this year. I think he's annoyed. I think he's annoyed at this. You think oh, he's, I think annoyed? he's annoyed? I think he is completely annoyed, What's at, he this, annoyed at the slate of games they've gotten, oh. that he's working with Herb Street. I think he's annoyed. Didn't they have, though, this, the like two or three stretch of games that went down to the wire and, and were great uh, they finishes? May have, they may have, but by and large. I mean, he spent... The, the, the Rams finish was great that we were out at um, and watched with, with Baker Mayfield coming off the scrap. Oh, yeah, that was good. And then what was the game right after that? The the just the recent one. Uh, the it was, following week. Yeah, went, it was two was, weeks ago. It was the week before Christmas. What was that? It was. Um, and that also went down to the last second. I want to say. What the hell game was that? I uh, damn it! I can't think of it. I don't know. I'll have to double check real quick. I, but but for the most part, that slate of games. I think he's annoyed. Now he's got nothing. You've got. Uh, I don't know what Al went over there for like fifteen million dollars. I, I mean, you can't be that annoyed. Her, but Herbie he sounds annoyed. The thing about Herbie, someone made a comment about Herbie in the Twitch chat. People are mixed too over the uh, the audio. Like some people said, Buck what's, made that what's contention. What's Twitch saying? Uh, like beer meow, beer me meow. That's an interesting name. <laughs> Says it was cringe. Uh, someone said, uh, Joe Mama says, yeah, Buck made this really awkward. SVP handled it. I think Buck was less in on it than SVP was. That's my read on it. And, and my, my huge adversary, a Cleveland David, who we, yeah, Cleveland David we, is your adversary. we never see eye to eye. He's my arch enemy. This is the first time we've ever agreed on anything. He says it was for fun. I agree. Yeah. And, so you guys actually agree. He actually wrote exactly Sylvie. And this is the first time he's ever agreed with me on anything. Oh, that's and I've agreed story. with him. That's the end of that story. I'll tell you that right now. That's it. If Cleveland Dave was agreeing did, we with should, Sylvie. We should rent an apartment together, you Cleveland Dave. You probably David. should, yeah. You should probably change your mind right now just to piss off <laughs> Cleveland Dave. That's no, what I would that do. Was Joe Buck made that super contentious. <laughs> and SVP is so full of himself.
No, I'm kidding. Oh, I love it. Um, and then um, someone was bringing up her. The thing about Herbie is Herbie's not as confident about the pro game because he doesn't know these players as much as he he knows so much about those co- college players. If you, if you listen to his energy though between college and NFL, it's night and day. I think that's like, what Al's annoyed yeah, by. Yeah, just like he just doesn't yeah. he doesn't have the confidence. And even though they were once college players, he doesn't know the ins and outs of these players the way he does. When he's doing the primetime college game, he can tell you everything about those collegiate players. That's why it seemed like an odd choice at the time. I don't, I don't know. By the way, two two bits of news not worthy of breaking news. Okay. But uh, the Suns will be without their best player for a month, Devin, Devin Booker. Booker. Uh, well, how about the Suns last night, though? On the road in Memphis. Looked great. Yes. And uh, Derek Carr has been benched. Ooh. Jared yeah. Stidham will start. Say goodbye to uh, the... the uh, Derek Carr era in yes, Vegas. Yes. That's the end of that. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna trade him. Say la vie. A lot do of teams you, looking for quarterbacks. Cut him. Sylvie, so, do you think Josh McDaniel survives this year? Well, we were just talking about that. Um, do you want to do that? Do Let's do it next. Like, yeah, you want to discuss that coming we'll up? Do it coming up we'll next. Do we'll do it. We'll do it and, then, and then, and then, are we going to get to the cap sound too coming up? Yeah, is that the there's other a bit lot of sound. Of sound. Well, yeah, we, we could get to that. We get, we're on for four hours. So. Yeah, we go. We go all the way to four. But there's somebody called and dropped this with you guys yesterday. We're breaking cap news. Breaking cap news, and uh, it sounds like he's sort of violated some protocols at uh, a fine Chicago establishment. And, and someone has an idea on the Raiders and how it could relate to the Bears. Really? Like, so th- it's worth talking about Derek Carr. We'll do that right, next. We'll do it coming up next. Carmen and Yurko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. A couple of teams appear to be done with their quarterbacks. The Jets appear to be done with Zach Wilson, right? I mean, they're making him inactive for crying out loud. I know he was the second pick just... You know, not even two years ago, but it would appear that they're done with Zach Wilson. Uh, it appears that yeah. the Raiders are done with Derek Carr uh, as they are now benching him in place of Jared Stidham over the final two weeks of the season. So what do you think about that? What's the Bears comparison, too, that somebody had? So, uh, again, they, they, they just gave all this money to Devontae Adams. Yes, they did. So what are college the, what, quarterback. So who are they, who are they going to quarterback-wise and then are they going to go and rebuild? And then what... Can you get them? Well, yes. So, like, this is what we've been trying to figure out on Waddle and Sylvie is that, like, all these teams, like Buffalo, like Miami, um, like Philly. Philly. The, like, not, not only have you drafted these guys, but you go out and you trade for, for a guy. Yeah. Like, uh, Buffalo got digs. Yep. Um, like Tyreek Hill was traded for. Then you, before that, you drafted Jalen Waddle. Um, in Philly, you drafted a guy, and then you went out and you traded for a guy. And they've both been great. And they've both been great. And look, now Jalen Hurts is, is, is a favorite for the MVP. So who are the guys going to be for the Bears? And like, in, like a, I've always compared it to the NBA players. The wide receivers, to me, remind me the most of NBA superstars. Which next star wide receiver will become available? And, 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 with all the, and this is why, to me, it's important that the Bears keep that number one or number two draft pick so they can trade down, so they can create more draft capital. So not only can you draft more good players, but you can have more draft picks to possibly trade. So therefore, if you have a team like the Raiders, who 
then say to themselves, you know what, the Devontae Adams trade wasn't what we hoped for. We're not in the spot anymore where we can go for it. We need to replenish our picks and we need to rebuild this thing. Devontae Adams back on the trade block. Wow, can you imagine that a year later, really? So who would you rather have? Uh, I think this is easy, but they're the same age, and they both fit the bill, I think, of what you're talking about, potentially, where right. all of a sudden the fit doesn't make as much sense. I'll give you a team from the NFC West, and the guy is DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, we've talked right? about him, because he, he's like seems to be the most likely guy available. You know, they've got a lot of uncertainty. Like, the coach might be out. Kyler's going to miss most of next year. Like he's not, you know, and they might be of the similar sort of mindset. Like, if we can get something for DeAndre Hopkins, should we do it? They're probably not. They're not certainly not going anywhere this year. And they're not going to compete probably next year. I, I don't think. So, I'd rather have DeAndre. I'd, I'd rather have uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. Me too. I, the same he, age. He's much better. I would rather have, but Adams. but like uh, like but, Hopkins. Hopkins, Hopkins is still. isn't going to cost you as much, right? Probably but, not. And, and like a lot of people say, he's slow. Well, he's still going to have a thousand yards in how many games? Ten not, games? Not this a year? lot. Yeah, not a lot of games. Eleven games. He's going to have a thousand yards, probably, or he's going to get damn close to it. And they they say too, like we were talking about him. The book on him is he doesn't yeah. like to practice. I, who, I heard, was it Courtney that was telling someone you? Someone said that yeah. because I think Courtney knew someone real well uh, that used to cover the Cardinals. I think it was Courtney that was telling you guys and that's, that. That's well that and said, good on a championship team. It's yeah. it's well, but on a rebuild team where you're trying to set the template for the rest of your young players, is that a guy that you want? Who did Yur- Yurko always talks about? One of the guys in Green Bay. Who not? Nah, was it Gilbert? Yurko always uses like some guys. Though he goes, some guys can just do it. They wouldn't practice. The coaches sort of have to acquiesce in a sense. I think it might have been Gilbert. He used to say they used to Gilbert's shoes would be untied. Yurko would say, how do you practice it? And then the game would come around, and Gilbert was awesome. Which is fine. <laughs> and it was like, and they all just dealt with it because he was great. But don't you feel like Hopkins could be on his decline where Devontae Adams is still in, in his prime? Um, yeah, I, I, I probably, I would much more lean towards Devontae Adams at this point. It's going to cost you a lot. But it again, like, a whole heck of it, a lot. it shows, you, you see what you can do, though. So when, if you when, trade out of your spot, let's say you acquire... An extra pick. You're using that pick to go to the Raiders right, and say... Right. And, and, yeah, and some yeah. other stuff. Here you go. But knowing polls, he may overpay. Like, he overpaid for... Oh, for, for Chase Claypool. Claypool. I mean, jeez. That one is not that, looking that, good at this well, moment, And it Sylvie. could be the first pick of the the second... It could be pick 32. I know. Because remember, who's the team that doesn't have a first-round pick this year? Uh, who doesn't have Miami? Fir- Miami doesn't Miami. have a first rounder. So the first pick of the second round is pick thirty two. He's going to going to Pittsburgh. Tomlin's like uh, or uh, pick thirty two or thirty three is 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 what. Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. looks like Pittsburgh. I was got. so excited the day it happened. I know. without knowing all the details because I still distinctly remember Chase Claypool's rookie year. Yeah, and I'm like, my God. You know, and at the time I was like sort of annoyed that, oh, they drafted Cole Komet when instead of they could have drafted his teammate and look at how much better he is. I remember that year. That year happened. I remember watching Steelers games and going, look at Chase Claypool. And they're using him in clever, creative ways. And he's strong and he's fast and he's big. 
And I'm like, what? I was excited. And then the details started coming out. We're like, all right, well, they got that extra pick. So that's good. And they're like, oh, wait, no, it's their pick, not the Baltimore pick. And I'm like, hmm, okay. I still kind of yeah, like I know. it. I still feel yeah, pretty we good. Were like, we were, and now I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah. Because uh, he's, well, he's, he's not held up his end of the bargain. Neil in Twitch says, you're better off getting a young wide receiver in the draft and save your money. Well, you got to do both. Well, or you do. You do. And, and again, that's well and good if you can scout the right guy. That, that, that Jones. That's that's the other part. If you get me Garrett Wilson, that's cool. If you get me another Bayless. Bayless, or you get me another Kevin White, or you get me another Anthony Miller, you get me like, and I know that's a different regime, but still, they're, they're unproven when it comes to scouting offensive talent so far in their short reign here. And the thing too, this coming draft. Receiver-wise, is not, not what it's been the right, last two or three right. years. Exactly. Last year was an embarrassment of riches, and you ended up with Bayless Jones. Right. If you can do what the Vikings did with the Diggs trade, That's it. and you ensure me that you're getting a wide receiver like Jefferson. They flipped Diggs the, the, for Jefferson. The, the, That's incredible. It's cost-controlled. It's, it's awesome. But how many of those deals are out there? How many Jeffersons are available in the draft? Jefferson made a list that I put together for today, by the way. I put a list. You know we love lists, Sylvie. I do. And Jefferson made my list. What list is it? My list of any player, any sport that I'd rather have. Like, based on the premise of Luca, like, being 23 years old, like, is there a player across any sport that you'd want under the age of 25 more than you'd want Luka Doncic? And Justin Jefferson made my list. list is such a good list. As potentially, like, one guy you might talk yourself into, but then the thing that you'd always come back to is that, no, it's the Luka because it's an NBA player and they're so singularly right. it's important. Like a, it's like a quarterback. Right, exactly. Yeah, the it, NBA player is like a quarterback. I, I, because it, you control so much. That's exactly so right, Sylvie. And, and, and a quarterback made my list. Two of uh, uh, One of them did. Joe, Joe Burrow doesn't I count. I thought you Joe. were saying Tua. No, no, no. no, no, you, no. you said two. two, two a quarterback made my list. Uh, not Joe Burrow because he's actually 26. Joe's a little bit Herbert older. Herbert did that. Justin Herbert did. He's 24. Course, yeah, Herbert made my list. Yeah. Like He'd be a guy you, you might... Got, con- you I got, got a little, little here. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm going to go watch Puss in Boots later, too. Don't worry. <laughs> I, got a, I got a little bit. I know. I'm sorry. There's kids outside. Uh, to Herbert, maybe. Jefferson, maybe, but probably not because, again, you've got to kind of find either like that singularly great NBA player or that great um, quarterback, Micah Parsons, I put on the list. You know, a 22-year-old pass rusher that for the foreseeable future is going to be – you're basically in your mind every year you're like, eh, we've got 12 to 18 sacks every year with this guy. Yeah. For the next five years. This is all sports. This is good. Yeah, like all sports-wise. And then baseball's different where you only get four at-bats. I did have one name on the list, though. Is it a pitcher? No. It's a position player. One guy I could think Uh, of in baseball. Under 23? Under 25. It's got to be Soto. Uh, You know what? I was going to say is Soto. Soto 20, yeah, he probably is. I put Julio Rodriguez on the list. That's that's I didn't even think Jose, uh, Soto because I, f- I thought he might be a little older. I should have checked. Is he still under 25? He probably is, which is sick. What about Luis Robert? No. Um, I love Luis. But maybe Wasn't Soto- Juan Soto 19 when he's in the World Series? Or am I wrong? No, no, Merck. Yeah, I he's prob- 24. I probably just made a mistake. I didn't check because I thought he was maybe already over the threshold. But Soto would make the list and Julio Rodriguez. What about this, Carm? Before... If you were to do this list like this time last year, before kind of everything happened with Tatis, would he would would he have been on your yes. list? Yes, and now I wouldn't put him on my list. Now he's a bum shoulder, and a, they're moving him to the outfield and, and, and a steroid taker. 
You know, maybe it won't look so bad when it's all said and done, Sylvie. No, it still looks bad. Big, big, bad. big game. James won some games. It still looks bad. And and now Carm, he got he got he filled a lot of innings for you. I mean, yeah. he, did, he seriously yeah, picked yeah, up a lot of innings for you. Picked up a lot of innings. It's, you know what it's Thanks, like? Guys. It's like when people say that Pace knew about Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Sure. He knew. That's what, a good what one. He knew Patrick he liked Mahomes, those. Though. That's a good one. Yeah, what about Patrick Mahomes? How do you screw that one up? Well, well, Pace worked out Patrick Mahomes. The one guy That's that true. he didn't take out to dinner was Deshaun Watson. How is it that Pace could work out Patrick Mahomes and walk away and go, meh, and Sean Payton can walk away and go, we're drafting him? <laughs> and like, Andy Reid. And Andy Reid, right. right? Like, what? How is it that Ryan Pace was in charge of our beloved team and he's like, meh? Meantime, Sean Payton and Andy Reid went, yep, that's our guy. Well, what about the mocks, Carm? Kuyper and, uh, Kuyper and what's, who's the other guy? McShay. Kuyper and McShay had them, uh, I mean, you know, Trubisky was number one on their oh, board. Great, great. That's what great. about the mocks, Carm? That's great to, great to know. Guy's going to win his second MVP award for Grant out loud. Yeah, you know what? It's he, sickening. He, now Ryan Pace is basically doing the same thing as the guys with the mocks. He's doing a mock for the guy in Atlanta. He's doing a mock. <laughs> That's his job now. Yeah, Good he basically you know. does the mock for the guy in Atlanta. And Mahomes, by the way, doesn't fit the criteria because he is over 25 at this point. So it was just, it got me thinking about Luca last That's night. That's a good list. He's still so young, like across sports. Can you think of anybody other than Luca that you, I thought maybe Zion, Zion's still only 22. Oh, that's but a good one. Some, some injuries. Zion's about making... Guerrero? Uh, Guerrero, you're talking about Vladdy Guerrero? Yeah. Yeah. 23. Baseball, like, Sylvie's right, though. Mike Trout's the best friggin' player of the game that can't get to the playoffs. Well, you know, I mean, he's the, uh, they, they, they got the two best players in the game. They can't well, make the how playoffs. How old is Ja? Uh, ja, I love Sylvie. I well, love well, him. Well, but, but wait, well, you what know, do you mean, bud? He's that frame and that body. Oh, and it doesn't stop hold it. up well. He's 23. Dude. He's got to be at least Ja's up there. got to be on your top 10 list. But All right, that's fair enough. But he certainly wouldn't. I would not take him over Luca. Not yeah, even What close. about Jalen Hurts? No. What do you mean, w- no? Over Luca? Not over. No, these but, guys, but he, I'm saying all right, I'm, the list. I'm just spitballing on the list now. I, I'm helping you. Now I'm playing the Yurko role. I'm helping you make a list here. Make it a list. Checking it twice? Yeah. No, I think it, you're right. Yeah, 24. Jalen's 24. Luke, no, Luca's not getting beaten. He's not getting beaten. Do no, we all no. agree? Yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe Zion, but probably and, and can not. I, can I share with you, again, another good example on why I'm in Mexico next week? And it has to do with Luca. Okay. All right, I want to tease. Can, can, can I share this story? Because I thought it was just going to be you didn't want to hear about Justin Fields playing. Luca, Luca, and Mexico. All right, and why it's a good thing I'll be in Mexico next week. All right, I'm intrigued. And is there a player across any sport you'd rather have under the age of 25 than Luca right now? What he did last night was crazy. We'll listen back to some of the highlights coming up, and Sylvia will tell you uh, how he's connecting those dots. It's Carmen and York. Sylvia's in with me. We go all the way till four. We'll be right back. Did you miss some Carmen and Yurko? You don't have to miss anything. Podcasts are ready on the ESPN Chicago app. Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Bullock's out there with two fouls. Powell had to go out of the game early. Quickly didn't finish off the three-point play. Hello, window. Damian Lillard, Tyler Hero, Buddy Heald topped that list with Tim and Luca fourth and fifth. Oh, give and go! The oldest play in the... Turn to the game. And here's Luca three-pointer over Julius Randle. Yes, sir. I'm a smart player. 
Got a late clock situation now. Four seconds. Luca on the dribble away from Grimes. Oh, the scoop to the hoop. Street for them. Here's Luca working against Grimes. Pump fake. Doesn't get the shot to go. Miss. That one will go around and down. The ball up to Hardaway. Luca with the rebound. Puts it in and it's a foul. With 15 seconds, he... Nothing shocks me about this game. And that drew rim. It's still loose. Luca got it back. Waiting for the first made field goal of overtime between the two teams. They're a combined 0 for 8 for the 4 and 0 team. There's the first made field goal of overtime to give Luca 58. 21 rebounds, 47 minutes played, and now 60 points for the first time in Mavericks history. NBA history last night, uh, that's only the second 60-point triple-double, but the first ever featuring 60 points and 20 rebounds. Uh, Luka becomes the only non-center in NBA history to ever have a 60-20 game. The others you could probably imagine, uh, Elgin Baylor, who did it twice. And Shaq. Shaq. George Mikan did it once, way back when. Go Blue Demons. And Go Blue Demons. And then uh, a certain guy who did it 28 times. Wilt Chamberlain? <laughs> 28 yeah. times. Right. Wilt did it 28 times, but Luca's the first non-center to do it. I watched that whole game last night. It even kept my son's interest for a little while, which is, uh, that's usually the mark of something that's pretty good. Yes. And uh, I, I honestly almost turned it off because uh, Luca was having a great game. And it was like, okay, but the Knicks are going to win. This game is pretty much over. And the last couple minutes was wild. And then... You know, to know that he was closing in on that milestone, uh, and it was almost, this is going to sound weird, it was almost like a quiet 50. I mean, I knew he was dominating, but he didn't make a lot of threes, and they were losing most of the game. And then I'm like, wait a minute, Lucas got 50? and That's a great way of saying it, a quiet 50. I've done the same thing. I mean, I'm telling you, and I'm like, and I'm watching the whole thing, and it was really a quiet 50. A quiet 50, Sylvie. I'm like, damn, he's got 50. They've been losing the whole game, and I'm like, and he's played great, but somehow Lucas got 50. It was wild. It really was, and I'm glad I stuck with it. Do we it. have the beer? Do we oh, have yeah, the beer? I got it. Here, you want to hear yeah. it? So this is right after the game as uh, they were done celebrating on the floor. 60 points, 20 boards. Never, it never happened, baby. How does it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need a recovery beer. That sounds like Luca. A recovery you know, beer. It sounds like Waddle. It's like, <laughs> after a four-hour show every day. I need a scotch. <laughs> That's Waddle. I need a scotch on the rocks. Water back. <laughs> it's at six oh one every day. I need a recovery beer. That is so good. Um, yeah, the only the only other player to ever have a sixty point triple double was James Harden a few years ago too. But nobody's ever done sixty twenty and ten in the history of the league. So a historic night. He's amazing. Um, I mean, Dirk was in the building last night. And, you know, we, we were talking about how we were amazed that he's already, I think he's gone past Dirk's record for most 40-point games in Mavs history. And Dirk is like, you know, still today, probably yeah. the greatest European-born player ever. This guy is probably going to be it someday. Maybe Joker or or Luka or maybe Giannis, one of those three, uh, you'd think is on pace to do it now. But just remarkable uh, at such a young age how good he is. So what... Can you tell us about Luca and your trip to Mexico yeah. next week? I'm just going to, and, and it does have to do with the Bears, and it does have to do with tanking. Mm. Okay, because 
I will give you the story about being in Cabo in December of 2017 and me going nuts. Oh, boy. And I, I, I had a phone conversation with Waddle earlier this morning. And I told him, I go, listen, you're lucky that I'm out of town next week because I'd be miserable on the air. Um, if they if they play fields and and they're not going to tank in this Vikings oh, yeah, game, yeah, I'm glad I'm out of town yeah. because no one needs to hear me and yeah. I, I will not be easy to deal with. So it's better for the listeners. <laughs> it's better for you. It's better. <laughs> and let me the Bulls. Let me give it. And this has to do with Luca. Okay, 2017. Um, I'll give you the day at the end of November of 2017. The Bulls were three and seventeen. They were tanking. Three and seventeen. They were three and seventeen. Was this Fred Hoiberg still? Or was uh, already, I, I, uh, I believe so. Yeah. And they were they were rebuilding. Right. They were supposedly tanking. Three and seventeen. And, and then and then in the beginning of December, as I started my trip to Cabo, they fell to three and twenty. They had just lost their tenth game in a row. They're doing a really good job. This is the draft that in the spring would have Luka Doncic available. This would have Trey Turner available. This would be a huge draft to tank for. DeAndre Ayton at the time. So, yeah, DeAndre you know? Ayton went number one. Yeah, right. So, so okay, we're off to a good start. They just lost 10 in a row. They're 3-20. and 20. Now, on December 8th, as I'm sitting in Cabo, they win a game. The Bulls end up winning their next seven in a row oh, yeah. as Nikola Mirotic gets hot. Oh, he you came know, back and, from the busted uh, jaw, didn't he? And then the Bulls end up winning 10 out of their next 12 in December. And they screw up their entire year. And I'm tweeting and I'm texting Nick. I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> this team's, would you get rid of Mirotic? Get rid of these guys? Stop playing them? And everyone's like, Sylvie, you got to enjoy these wins. Yeah, uh, This is really good for the team. They're building a culture. And I'm like, a culture? Robin Lopez won't be here. Holiday won't be here. Miritich, none of them. Like, this is the same stuff I keep hearing now about with with Yurko. Like, the Bulls' culture, John Paxson's culture. It's really, really good. They're playing hard. They're learning how to win. It's really important. And I kept telling these Bulls fans who were coming after me, I said, don't come crying to me when they stink in three years from now. And here we are. This is 2017 this in is, December. This is painful. We're in December 2022. This is five years later. We're talking about blowing up and doing the same damn thing five years later. Same thing. And we haven't achieved uh, yeah, exactly. anything. We haven't achieved anything as a fan base. This is why I get pissed off over the Bulls. Because they can't do anything right. So they screwed up their entire rebuild. They screwed up their entire tank for the guy that you just told me is number one of players under the age of 25. He's probably the best player in any sport under 25. Look, I don't know if they would have drafted him. The word was Gar loved him. That was the word. Really? I don't think I knew that. Whatever you say about Gar Foreman, the word out of that building was Gar loved him. Really? Yes. Gar loved him and Trey, believe it or not. I wonder if uh, Eva Tzadukan had a lot to do with that. Like, they loved Maybe. The tra- I never knew that. Yes, they wow. did. Wow. So, so, look, I don't know how the lottery balls, oh. but with a, worst record, me, with a worst record and not winning 10 of 12 in that month of December, they would have been in a better position. My, my point of telling you that story, don't win the Minnesota game. Okay? It's so good you're going to be Don't, don't win. So while, yes, while we can find players all over the draft, t- take a lesson from Chicago sports history. Oh, my God. You're better off earlier in the draft. 
Don't 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 tell me that winning the Minnesota game will be better for the Bears in the future. Better players will win you more games in the future. Having more picks and being able to turn those picks into better players and to make trades will will make for a better future for the Bears. All right. You know what sucks about that whole thing, too? And it's a good rant you just went on. The wins knocked them down to seventh, famously, where they always seemingly pick. So they missed out on the ability to draft Luka, Aiden, or Trey Young. Then they screwed it up anyway because you know who they – and Wendell's not even that bad. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've traded him and since moved on. But you know who was drafted after Wendell? Mikael Bridges. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah, that yeah, that one's yeah. a kick in the you-know-what. Yeah, that's GA right Shea there. Shea Gilgis was drafted 11th, you guys. Uh, Robert Williams is fine, but I mean not you know to the ilk maybe that we talk about the other guys. Um, let's see. Who else? Eh, oh, Jalen was much later. Jalen was a second round pick. That's going to go down yeah, as yeah. a hell of a draft. It's one of the better one of the better second round picks. That is going down as one hell of a draft, you guys. A lot of good names in that draft. Is that the year the Bulls didn't draft a second round player? Uh Sylvie, you might was be... that Chandler Hutchison that year? Uh, the promise? Uh, no, no. Because no. the 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 old pinky promise. <laughs> the old pinky <laughs> promise. Hey, you're so good. You're so good, Chandler. Don't work it, out for anybody. Was. That was twenty second pick. No, Charlie's right. Twenty second, Chandler. Pinky Hutchinson. promise, Chandler. Don't work out for anybody. Is we he, got you. Is he on the team? We got to have you. Uh, he retired. He retired. He retired. Got to have you. Got to have Chandler. Like, that's, hey, that's don't what's tell wrong. anybody. But we did. But they were building a culture with with. Um, Nico yeah. and with Robin. Nico's playing back in Europe, isn't he? Yeah, and Robin Lopez was playing around with Benny the Bull. Don't tell anybody. In, in Gower's it's, defense, I, wa- I that year for some reason I watched a lot of Boise State, and I was a bit, I was high on Chandler as well. Really? So, yeah, I liked that. You watched pick. Boise State basketball? I was up late a lot that year. I never I was, heard I, of such yeah, a thing. Yeah. Is that really in Gar's defense that well, Randy Merkin yeah, was watching I mean, Boise State I basketball? I a pretty good judge of talent. We're kind of mm-hmm. tough week, and he's Gar's chasing Boise defense. State basketball. Yeah, probably what he, Charlie's probably right. I was probably chasing Boise State. Uh, how's your boy Johnny Davis doing so far? He doesn't play. He's uh, in the uh, he's in the G League. Well, there you go. Here's it again. You know, he's but, talking. But right? I, Johnny I Davis is going to take the I NBA by storm. I, no, no, I would have <laughs> told you Johnny Davis can't. He can never shoot. He can't Wisconsin. shoot. Right, but he's a, he was an athletic kid. He good player, but he. Merck loved Johnny Davis. Loved Johnny Davis. And the only reason you got uh, your guy right, uh, by the way, Jalen Jalen, is because he went to Stevenson. You would not have been on Jalen yeah, Brunson. Yeah, it's just because your wife's a Spanish teacher there, right? That's and I true. went to a ton of his games, and I became <laughs> friendly with his mom. She's great, right. and and so his, the head coach Pat Ambrose, a great guy. So, be, so. did you hear what uh, they asked him? Next question on that interview with Luca? No, they said what you, we saw. You had an embrace with Jalen. What did you guys talk about? And he goes. Uh, that's between us. Because actually, I told them Dak's better and the Cowboys are better than the Eagles. Because they have a bread every year because the Eagles versus the Cowboys. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, good. Thanks, Merck. Uh, all right, let's take some phone calls, too. We haven't really done that. 312-332-3776. Best players under 23, any sport. Do you agree with Sylvie? Should they absolutely try to mail it in? Even though you really can't ask players to do that because... That's not. That's why you take what's the players gonna happen. out. Yeah, that's why you got to sort of have to do it for them, and you sort of have to take the players out. It's going to be real interesting next week in Minnesota to see how they decide to play this, and if they sit Jalen, if they sit uh, Jalen, if they sit um, uh, Justin Fields or not. If you got a thought on it, ring us up at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll be right back. See what Carmen and Yurko are talking about on Twitch. Follow ESPN One Thousand Chicago today. 
This is Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Talking Bulls and that famous December run of 2017. Hilarious. <laughs> Soviet Mexico. Bulls have the Bucks tonight. Never forget. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Is Middleton out again? They got to find a way to keep Chris Middleton healthy. He missed the last couple games again, I think. Oh, look who's on the line. Speaking of the Bulls, Big Daddy Swirsk. What's up, Big Daddy Swirsk? Oh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, fellas. I, I remember not long ago, I was the big cheat at ESPN 1000, and I was giving you guys tips about life on the road. And I don't remember that. The kids menu. When was that? Oh, 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 Congrats oh, on the book, oh, by the way. Oh, big tilt at the UC tonight. I, I'm, I'm going to get there early. i got to have some speaks with the boys after what, what, that debacle what, up in Minnesota. What are you going oh, to oh, speak with them oh, about? What Are you going to try to motivate them? Five games ago. Well, I feel like dancing tonight, Carmen, and you know what happens when I feel like dancing. Wasn't the wasn't the Minnesota game like like five two, games two ago? It was five ago. games ago. You, How about the debacle yeah. against Houston, Swirsk? Maybe you should start with that one. Well, I was missed, but security wouldn't let me in the oh, locker room. I got it. But yeah. I figure if I get there early, I might have a shot to speak to the boys, yeah. and, and you know, I might give them the pep talk. You know what I tell them, right? <laughs> what are you going to tell them, Big Daddy Swirsk? Of God, family, and the Chicago Bulls. Very oh, good. Oh. Thanks, Worst. I don't know. He almost got That's a little the yogi. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> yogi. <laughs> it was the worst impersonation. That's what Merck was saying. Charlie, <laughs> Charlie said, This isn't really Swirsk. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Charlie? I'm Bring pretty sure. Open I'm, mic night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was, uh, that was not. The real swear. I, I think, don't like think you said, was that was Yogi real. Bear, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it was the real When we swear. had the Aussie... Um, the Minnesota game. We had oh, the- dude, I mean, that was fabulous. Did you guys ever reveal who that was? Yes. Oh, you yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, Brad is so yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so good. He's a comedian. He's out in L.A. now. He's from here. So good. And um, a great actor. But my mom fell for it. She did? And she texted me afterwards. First of all, one of our interns fell for it and at, at the place. And he, he thought Ozzy was on the whole time. So I'm like, I couldn't believe it. It had to be Will. And then, and, then, um, and then my mom texted me and said, one of the funniest interviews of all time. So I thought she was in on, was it. In on it. And so when I called her on the way home, I said, uh, wasn't that hilarious? And he, and she's like, I couldn't believe that Ozzy was saying some of those things. Oh, I go, my God. well, mom, that wasn't really Ozzy. You knew that, right? Incredible. She goes, no. I go, well, why did you think then it was funny then if Ozzy was saying those things? <laughs> I just thought that's, he, that he's super colorful and that he just says anything, really. I'm so so like, yeah, no. Is that it, Mom? My, my other favorite one where we briefly duped some people uh, because I remember getting a lot of tweets. Oh, it was either was one or the other. It was like, ha ha, Carm, real funny, that's you. Or, oh my God, I can't believe the way this guy is treating Waddle and Sylvie. Don't, uh, you guys should be, it was when we did uh, Claude Beavers uh, from TSN in Canada. It was Claude Beavers, the uh, head of a, the uh, head NHL of a, officiating. Yes, he was like the Dean Blandino of NHL officiating uh, for TSN in Canada. <laughs> what was the controversial <laughs> call involving Beavers. the Blackhawks? There was some ridiculous hand pass call. I don't know. <laughs> we did. And it, was, <laughs> it was Waddle and me and you called in as Claude as Beavers. Claude Beavers. And, uh, it was as, brilliant. It was, it brilliant. was all, and yeah. I'm telling you, the twin the, the the mentions went nuts. It was I'm there were forty of them that were like, 
This is outrageous the way this person is talking to Waddle and Sylvie. He's insulting them and the entire listening audience. And, and the entire and Hawks and all, organization. And then like, Carmen, this is you. Knock it off. <laughs> it was so great. And then our boss at the time, Mike Thomas, wasn't a huge fan of it. That's the other no, thing I remember. Right. He did not necessarily <laughs> like it. Because Mike was all into hockey. Like yeah. We were just starting the hockey yeah. show. You know? <laughs> Mike was like, yeah, I'm not so sure about that one, guys. Maybe we shouldn't put Claude beavers on anymore and i'm like why mike it was hilarious <laughs> like no no it wasn't so claude beavers died after one appearance <laughs> but maybe one of these days we'll have to bring him back josh is in columbus on espn 1000 what's up josh yeah hey boys appreciate you feeling my call you got sure. it man. hey sylvie man i'm with you i think it's almost pivotal that the, the bears lock in that number two pick and do anything that they can to they kind of solidify them picking a number two and then you just kind of hope and pray that Maybe Indianapolis, Atlanta, or Carolina yeah. get desperate enough to jump in front of Seattle uh, to pick up their quarterback of the future. Yeah, I one, think that's the, pa- that's the path, right? It, yeah, Josh, it, 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 it's like that's it's one game. We've made it this far. They've competed nicely. We found out a lot about some people. Some people we didn't. We we found the quarterback. Uh, well, it's that's one the key. game. Like for a change, you're not quarterback hunting. And like Courtney made the point um, that. This was uh, this was probably with you guys the other day uh, about like Solomon Thomas. Like, now he wasn't very good, and that might not have been a great pick. But the Forty ers got the guy they wanted, and everything else just because they weren't drafting a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, of course. Well, and Pace got desperate I, I, and silly, das- and desperate one place, right? and so and so that's it. And yeah. like you're. You know, when you're not hunting for the quarterback, and all, all plenty it, of teams will it, be. This is this is one. This should be a once in a lifetime thing. Like, well, it's a good building block to start the two o'clock hour with. Okay, all right. we'll start. Let, let's do that. And so we'll, we'll transition. We we got a four hour show. The first two hours was uh, Carmen and Yurko. We'll transition into uh, Waddle and Sylvie, but it's the same show. If you want to react, three one two three three two. Three seven seven six, and like again, like this should be a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, that the Bears are in position to do. We'll start there next. Back in two minutes.